0: All right, we have an exciting show today. We are highlighting an emerging brand franchise that is being run, is founded and being run by a really, really pure entrepreneur. You're not gonna wanna miss this. This is the Franchise Pitfalls and profit Show. Each week we bring you the challenges and triumphs of being in the franchise development and consulting business. The things you need to make money faster. And now your host, one of the most successful franchise developers in North America, Don Shin. Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome, Matt. Uh, I am just super jazzed uh, to introduce uh, Matt Rivera uh, and talk about his story, an incredible story. I mean, if there is a guy that is the epitome of being an entrepreneur, I think it's Matt. And so I'm just jazzed because the the audience, Matt, uh, I think I told you this already, are people looking to buy a franchise or get into business for themselves, uh, franchise consultants, other emerging brand f- founders and executives. And so I think they're just going to be really, really jazzed to hear uh, your story, how, how you got started, how the franchise went initially, some of the other things you've done in the recent year or so. Uh, so I'm going to let you just a quick uh, personal introduction, if you would. Because uh, I don't know all the stuff that you're doing, I know some of the <laughs> stuff that you're doing. But uh, uh, g- give us like a thirty-second uh, inter- uh, or um, uh, thirty-second introduction, and then I'll I'll start peppering you with some questions. Okay,
1: um, thirty-second intro. Well, thank you for letting me be on. Um, I'm excited to be here. Um, thirty-second intro. Um, I'm Matt Rivera, the CEO of the Inspection Boys. We are an emerging brand. Uh, We have right now, we've sold about 26 locations. Uh, We have about uh, 11 or 12 open. And over the next couple of years, we plan on being the biggest home inspection company in the United States. So we want to have about 600 to 1,000 locations. We have uh, a bigger partner that partnered with us about two years ago, uh, Loyalty Brands. Uh, the founding father there is a uh, John Hewitt who started Jackson Euro Tax Service and Liberty Tax Service. So we have some people behind us that really know what they're doing in the franchising space.
0: Awesome, awesome. And he failed to say. I mean, I man, I know you're a real estate mogul. You you got deals going all over the place. So so he's into real estate, and I don't know else what what all else he's in. But yeah, hey, no, we have
1: other businesses. Um, I could. You know, we, we, we're we heavily in the real estate industry. Um, since we do home inspections, we flip houses, we buy buildings, we do everything in that realm. Um, I'm a franchise person now. Uh, we have an AR development. Uh, we're purchasing three brands for the Long Island area to develop. Um, so I believe in the process. I believe in everything in it. Um, if you do it right, it works.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Super. Super thanks. All right, well, let's uh, let's chat about when when you were first and we're going to focus a little bit on the inspection boys, but uh, when you first got into it, you you had a you probably had a vision or some belief of what things were going to look like. So, I'd love to hear uh what you were thinking when you were first contemplating, you know, uh, starting a franchise or making your business a franchise. So it's a little funny. Um, You know, when I went to home
1: inspection school, uh, I remember saying to myself, I would never franchise. That's the (laughs) dumbest thing in the world. Why would I give anybody else my money? I could do it myself. I could do it. Um, You know, and I remember everybody else in the room, they're like, well, I would never pay anybody a percentage. Um, And then I did it. Uh, (laughs) I learned a lot. I made a lot of mistakes and around 2016 2017 i opened up a home inspection school so now i started teaching people like me um the thing was that it was like every other school you know 90 percent of the people fail
0: Mm, and i started
1: asking myself why did they fail and it wasn't that they weren't good home inspectors being a good home inspector isn't hard it was that they weren't good at running a business. They didn't understand what they needed to do. They needed a market. They needed to plant seeds. All the stuff that you need to do behind the seeds that aren't home inspecting is what they needed to do. And they had nobody telling them to do that. The school teaches you how to be a good home inspector. Um, It teaches you how to get your license. It doesn't teach you how to market. It doesn't teach you how to run a business. It doesn't teach you accounting. So all of that stuff is what they failed at. And setting goals and understanding their expectations. Um, you know, they I would tell them like, hey, it's going to take you a year and you're not going to make any money. And then by year two, it's going to start rolling in. By year two, they all drop out because they figured, hey, I, I spent $2,000 for a license. I'm good. Yep. Um. So that's when I started saying to myself, let me do some research. And I looked at okay. And locally here on Long Island, the four biggest companies at that time were franchises. So I started thinking to myself, well, isn't that ironic? The four companies that make the most money are franchises and all the other mom and pops are nowhere even near them. Why? Yep. It, it was because the systems, the processes, and they were somebody was holding them accountable for what they had to do. And they were making way more. They didn't care about paying the, the royalty because they were doing better.
0: Yep. Yep. And so, so the franchise, which is a great endorsement for franchising overall, your, you your systems, you learn how to do business. It's the business side of whatever, whatever industry you're in, which is awesome. So like you said, uh, you know, somebody could be a great cook and think they can open up a restaurant or a great inspector and, 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 and run an inspecting business. But, but they're really, they just, they bought themselves a job. You know, they, 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 before, before they had the franchise they it's really just a job. So. So, um, now when you, so, so that's what was in your mind when you were starting, um, is it, has it changed at all now that you've been operating the franchise, you've been a franchisor for a while now. So has your, has your vision, uh, changed of, and, and I, I know in you a little bit the last couple of years, I think it probably has, but how has your vision changed from when you started, uh, as an emerging brand, uh, and, and now?
1: Well, now, I mean, I want to say we know we're going to be the biggest in the United States. Um, The vision hasn't changed. Uh, Now I'm just more confident that we will get there. Um, You know, one of the biggest things that changed was when we started, we had expectations and we had, you know, we thought we knew what the ideal candidate was, you know, so we would instantly, you know, almost judge people like, oh, they're not going to be good. They're going to be good. And, what I've learned is that was the worst mistake because the people that we thought were going to be great dropped off. The people that we thought weren't going to be good, um, you know, became amazing. So right now, you know, I don't judge anybody, you know, you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they came from and it's really a matter if they're going to follow the system and listen, you know, that they could be successful.
0: Yeah. So what's been your um, and maybe it was that or maybe there were some other challenges. I always like to ask, you know, what were some of your biggest challenges and, and what? Because, again, we have a lot of emerging brand uh, uh, brothers and sisters out there, so to speak, with emerging brands. And they may be going through some of what you did. So what, what were one of the two of the bigger challenges that you faced, and what did you do to address it? So,
1: I mean, I would say the biggest challenge is franchising um, you know, it's a different business. We're good at home inspections. We're good at setting up home inspection companies. What is franchising? So, you know, our expectations were, okay, you get an FDD, you get a document, you're good to go. There's a lot of legal stuff. There's a lot of lawyers. There's a lot of people out there that just, you know, take your money. Um, so just learning, it's a totally different business, a totally different game. So learning and basically, trying not to make the mistakes over and over, you know, because, you know, you you don't want to sell somebody a franchise in a state you're not allowed to sell or, you know, there's a lot of mistakes you can make that are costly. So yeah. just meeting the right people like you, you know, like John Hewitt, being around people that have done it, that have made the mistakes has been the best advice I could give anybody, you know, the mistakes that I made cost me money. If I could tell you them, I saved you the money.
0: (laughs) Yep. 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 And you're, you're so right. I, I I tell people looking at franchises to look at the leadership, look at the ownership and do they have both the industry experience as well as do they have franchising experience on their, in their leadership, in their management, in their uh, development team. So you bring up, bring up a great point, both for emerging brand owners, as well as, you know, some of the consultants and the brokers listening. Um, Tell me some of the some some of the highlights, you know, what have been some of the the really great, you know, cool things, exciting things that have happened over the last couple of years?
1: Um, I mean, the highlights have really been meeting people, Um, you know, people I never thought I would meet, Um, learning all the different aspects of the business and learning how many people are actually involved and make money doing it. Um, Like I said, John Hewitt, he's a, you know, a dinosaur in this industry. He's killed it. He's made, you know, over 10,000 units sold. He's had, you know, I can't even name all the stuff he's done. Being able to talk to him on a regular, learn from him, get his advice is you know priceless and he's got a team of people that are all in the same realm that have done this you know they've been in the industry before it was an industry um you know <laughs> I, that's what it, I, I said it today to somebody i said it's not it, it's more about the journey just yeah. learning meeting the people and and, and enjoying it
0: that's cool. Yeah, that, that's really, really cool. That's really cool. Thanks for sharing that. Um, were there any surprises? You know, something that, that uh, I mean, just like really hit you like, holy cow, I never thought of that. Any surprises? I always like to hear if, if uh, you know, and those are sometimes some of the funnier stories too.
1: Um, I mean, the one surprise is it doesn't happen fast. You know, you wake up, you say, I'm going to franchise my business and you're like, well, I'm going to sell 30 units this year. And you go through the whole year and you didn't sell one, um, you know. So that I think every franchise goes through that, um, but you know, one of I, I one one big surprise that I learned and we didn't really, you know, when I understood it more was the area developer, the mm-hmm. area rep model. Um, you know, it's how you expand fast and you get good people on your team without paying for them. Yeah. Um, you know, for me that was like a, a eye opener. Because, you know, if you get somebody that's going to buy a territory, they're paying you for it and they're also going to develop it. That's huge. Um, yep. You know, it, it puts numbers on the board. It gives the franchise money to operate um, and it gets you a team player that knows what they're doing. And most people that are looking for an area rep, an area developer, have some type of experience, have some money and are ready to do it. You know, they're not just the, the guy that's like, oh, I saved up $10,000. Let me try yeah. to buy a franchise.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The one who's got five or $10,000 burning a hole in their, in their pocket and uh, want to do something with it. Yeah. Yeah, a- yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's another level and it's fun from the standpoint of the franchisor or working with them from, from the standpoint of a consultant or a broker, whole lot more fun working with that kind of a person be, because they're more of a business person. They're not, they're not just somebody looking to get, oh, looking to buy a job or to, or to yeah, just no, and it's over. a win-win. They yep. make
1: money, you make money, everybody makes money. The franchisee makes money. Um, if it's set up right, everybody wins.
0: Yep, yep, for sure. Let me do this. Um, let's let's talk, just talk a little bit about you because you said earlier on about learning, um, learning who are your better franchise candidates. You know who have turned out to be your best. Franchisees versus ones you thought might be good, but but haven't turned out to be that good. So I always like to uh, have um, folks like yourself be describe a little bit more about the business and and who you're looking for, you know, because of the business, you know, to kind of match up that our business and this is who we're looking for.
1: Um, I mean, so I when we first started i looked at i mean i'm a natural entrepreneur i always want to build stuff i want to grow um, and i thought people like me were the ideal candidate so when i talked to people on the phone and they wanted to change the world and do all of this stuff that excited me um in all reality they're probably not the ideal candidate Um, only because if they haven't done it before, they want to change the process before they even start the process. Um, so a lot of people that originally we had talked to or spoke to, they were like, Oh yeah, I want to try this. I want to do that. And I want to do this and excited me because I want people to try things. Um, but what I've learned is those people never actually do the process. They just want to change it before they even start it. And it's always an excuse. Right. Um, so that's one of the biggest things I've learned, like when I'm talking to somebody, if they're not really interested in following the process, doing what we said, they're not the ideal candidate. Maybe later on, maybe at a different time, maybe an area rep model where they don't yeah. have to open up as much where they're managing. Yeah. But for somebody that wants to open a location, whatever business it's in, they have to be you know, fully engulfed in the process. This is what I got to do. And I'm going to do every single step. <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know, uh, because we did work together a little bit, uh, on a, on a client type relationship. I know there was a time when, when, uh, there were certain, uh, professions like maybe, uh, law enforcement or, or fire, fire, com- people coming out of the, the, uh, uh, firemen, firewomen. Um, is that still true or, or are there any other, any professions like that, any, anything like that, that might be a good match for you guys?
1: Well, the firefighters, the the first responders, um, they're really good candidates um, for a few different reasons. The first reason is a lot of them have like a 20-year and retire policy where you know they got in at 20 years old, they're 40 years old, they just retired. They have full benefits. They have you know a retirement. So they have time to build a business and they have a little bit of income coming in. So it works really well for them. They're also really good inspectors and they do good at the job because a lot of firefighters and cops do have side jobs so you know they did construction they did electrical work so they understand that so as long as they learn how to run the business um they're good but now we've also branched out and started reaching out to people with money Mm -hmm. um or business experience like uh, originally we were a low price franchise you know we're forty forty thousand dollars we're not one of the higher price our vehicles and equipment are cheap so it's a low entry franchise so we were like we could cater to anybody Mm -hmm. but now we're like well let's cater to the person that wants you know two or three territories that wants to put a management manager that wants to start from day one that understands business and says okay I'm gonna give you a year we're gonna set everything up and let's talk year two and see where we're at you know because the people that come in and think it's a, you know a mcdonald's or a burger king where you open a door and they're busy really don't work you have to put the work in for a good year so you could reap the benefits year two and then yeah. it goes from there
0: yeah yeah which is the case uh, you know in probably 70 or 80 percent of the franchises out there you, you, you really gotta you got to make sure you're getting out of the office and you really got to make sure you're following the system uh, particularly in the early stages like like you were just mentioning um well wow matt this has been awesome I always ask one kind of closing question. Of everybody that I'm with, especially uh, especially someone with all with your experience and the experiences you've been through in franchising, as well as just as an entrepreneur, is there anything that I haven't asked you um, that you'd like to that you'd like to share? Just something that that would really uh, or you know potentially really impact somebody again that is either thinking of starting their own business or thinking of starting their turning their brand into a franchise or. Again, even, uh, you know, the franchise consultants that that watch my uh, that watch my show. Anything that you might, uh, you know, kind of parting words or last thoughts?
1: I mean, I'm a big, uh, you know, set goals, Um, you know, set, get clear expectations of what you want to do, how you want to do it. No matter what brand or industry you're in, it's definitely possible Um, and surround yourself
0: with the right people. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, you've been great. I hope you had fun. Uh, I had fun. I'm going to call you real quick right after the show, but uh, thanks, Matt. And again, uh, everybody go check out theinspectionboys.com. Thanks again, Matt. Thank you.